in Jesus' name, amen. My uncle held the, the razor blade in one hand and the bottle of shaving cream in the other, and he, he looked at me in the eyes and he said, what do you think you're going to use these for? See, I had gone down to Florida where my uncle lives for a, a four or five day backpacking trip. I was 16 years old at the time and I was going down there in the middle of December. It was going to be the first time I was kind of leaving home on my own, getting on a plane by myself. And so this was like the trip of a lifetime. And, and I had been looking forward to this for some time, uh, getting out into the Floridian wilderness for a few days and just being there in, in nature. Uh, I couldn't wait. Uh, but it was one of those trips, a backpacking trip, where everything that I would need for the next few days was going to be on my back, carried on my shoulders. And I had packed everything that I could imagine and stuffed it into the bag. Uh, my uncle, though, was, was kind and gracious enough to, to take a second look at it, to see if there was anything that I had forgotten to put in there that he knew that I would need because he had done this much more often than I had. But I think also more importantly to, to take some things out of there that he knew that would be useless to me on the trip, right? So he went through the bag and he was taking out the extra t-shirts. I'd probably packed 17 for those four days. He knew I wouldn't need all of those. He was taking out the extra pair of shoes. But the one thing that I remember the most vividly was, was the razor blade and the can of shaving cream. He pulled them out and he said, what do you think you're going to use these for? As a 16-year-old kid, uh, I couldn't have grown facial hair if I wanted to at that point. So I don't know why I needed those things. And so I look back at it now and I laugh. I, I actually kind of cringe, thinking, what, why did I think that I needed that? Why was that so important to me to bring along? You see, I was learning an important lesson there. I don't think my uh, uncle knew or had been planning to teach me this. It just kind of happened. I was learning an important lesson, though, that, that less is more. And that sometimes you need to trust in the little that you have. Uh, that's a lesson that has fascinated me and challenged me throughout the years. Right? I, I say fascinated, right? Because I'm fascinated by people who have seemed who seem to have learned this lesson and for whom it is easy. And so one example of that is something called the tiny house movement. Do you know about this? These are people who have chosen to live in homes that are generally speaking 200 square feet or less. Right? They have packed everything they have, which isn't very much, and, and learned to live on that, on the little that they have. For them, I mean, less, less is more. In, in fact, uh, a few weeks ago, my wife discovered that our TV has this whole channel called the Tiny House Nation channel, where it's just show after show after show of people who have chosen this lifestyle of less being more. And it fascinates me. I was watching it for like one week straight. I, I just couldn't get an, enough of it. it. It was just amazing to me how people had chosen to live this way. And, and yet maybe that's a lesson that you have learned, right? Maybe, uh, maybe you've done something similar, maybe not quite as extreme, but maybe you've downsized, right? You took a look at your life and maybe the kids left and you saw all of this extra space, all of these extra room and all of these things. And, 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 and so you decided to live with less, that, that, that sometimes less is more. And yet it's not an easy lesson. We, we need to learn along with that to, tr to trust in the little that we have. Uh, for some of you, again, this comes easy. It's natural. You just live light. But I think for most of us, it's difficult. It's a challenge. And I say that because we live in a world that is always telling us not that less is more, but that more is more, right? More is better, and yet more is also never, never enough. 
But you know, God calls us out of this world in many ways. And he calls us into his kingdom, into the kingdom of Jesus. And in his kingdom, less is more. And, and only one thing is necessary. And we need to trust in the little that we have. That's how it is in God's kingdom. And, and that's the lesson that Jesus, in part, was teaching his disciples, his apostles today. So in our story from Mark chapter 6, Jesus has called his 12 apostles together. They've been watching Jesus for a while, seeing him do some amazing things, learning from him. But now he calls them together. He has them kind of huddle in. He gives them some instructions, and then he sends them out. And the work that he sends them out to do is like the most important work that they could ever imagine, right? He sends them out with the authority to cast out demons, to bring wholeness to people's lives. They're going to go out and, and preach the good news of Jesus, the gospel message. They're going to call people to repentance. He's going to ask them to turn people's lives around and, and bring them to God, right? I, I mean, amazing work. Work that also comes with some urgency, right? Jesus says, look, when you enter a town or into a home, and if the people there don't receive you, if they're not receptive to the message, don't waste your time there. Just leave. Shake your, the dust off your feet and head off to the next place, right? This is important, urgent work, eternity-changing work. And so isn't it amazing, then, how little Jesus sends them out with? In, in fact, he's pretty strict about this, about how little they can take with them, right? He says, sure, you, you can wear clothes, but only one set, not two. You can't bring along any extras. And what happens if they get dirty? Uh, he says, you can wear something on your feet, but only sandals and not closed-toed shoes. He says, you can't even bring food with you, right? You're going to have to live day day by day. And, and, and by the way, you can't carry around a bag, what we might refer to as a purse or a wallet, right? Jesus didn't want them carrying donations, offerings that people might give to them. They're going to have to live, again, day by day, moment by moment. It's, it's amazing. Just think about it. For as monumental and as urgent of a task as this was, Jesus sends them out with very, very little. Because he wants them, in part, to learn the lesson that less is more. And only one thing is necessary. They're going to need to learn to trust in the little that they have, which... I think they'll see isn't so little at all. Because the little that, that Jesus sends them out with, the, the one thing that he has given them is more than enough. The little they have is him. They are not going out empty-handed despite how it might look, right? They have, have Jesus, the, the powerful Savior working in, the, in their life. And, and they have his witness and his example. They have his good news message of the kingdom of, of God. They have his spirit living within them. And that is enough. It is all that they need to accomplish the task before them. You see, the point of, of all of this and Jesus sending them out with, with empty hands isn't that they would learn to be self-sufficient. Uh, if Jesus were American, that might be the lesson, but he's not, right? And, and, and so the lesson that Jesus is teaching them isn't self-sufficiency, right? Like, go learn and, and, and learn how to figure it out on your own, how you can do it by yourself. No, no the, the lesson is Christ-sufficiency. Right? As, he, as he gives them this monumental task, they're going to have to learn to trust in him, in his work, in his person, in his, in his message, in the authority that he has sent them out with. Christ's sufficiency. They're going to have to learn that less sometimes is more. They're going to learn to trust in the little they have, which isn't that little at all. And dear friends, that's a lesson that we need to learn. Because again, we live in a world where, where more is more. More is better, and, and more is never enough. And, and we often fall for that trap, right? That we need more in order to get the job done, right? 
and maybe you've fallen for this, right? Um, I, I think of myself, and I think of others I know, many others like me, who, who tell ourselves, yeah, I would love to be a better evangelist, to tell people about Jesus, but I just need to learn a little more, right? I know there are questions people might ask that I don't have the answers to, and so I just need some more time studying the Bible. I need some more time brushing up on those answers, and once I get that figured out, then I'll be ready. Or, or maybe we tell ourselves, I would love to be generous, as God calls his disciples to do, but I just don't have very much. I need some more money. Uh, I don't have anything to be generous with, but once I have more, then I will be generous. Or maybe we tell ourselves, I would love to serve, I would love to volunteer, I'd love to be more active in my community, but I just need some more stability at work. Things are crazy, and I just got to get it figured out. And once things settle down, and I have that more stability, then, then I'll be a servant. Or maybe it's our relationships, right? We just want to get them squared away. Like once I find the spouse or, 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 or once things calm down in my family, then I'll be in a place where I can give God my attention. I mean, we are always looking for, for more. We sometimes are just too busy collecting more, more cars, working for, for bigger houses, fighting for more likes on social media that we just don't have time to give for God, right? We've fallen for that trap that, that more is better. But again, Jesus is calling us to see that less is more. He wants us to trust in the little we have, which isn't so little at all. Dear friends, he wants us to see that he is the one thing necessary, and we have him, right? The one who lived for us and, and died for us, and, and the one who rose for us, the one who forgave us all of our sins so that we might stand before him forgiven and loved and free with, with boldness and confidence and peace and joy in our hearts. All that we have in Jesus, it is so much. And it is enough to do everything that he asks us to do. All right, as, as we close here, I want you to consider uh, three things, three things uh, to think about as we close our time. And uh, I, I'm serious about that. I, I, I hope that we can all, myself included, devote some time to thinking about this. And it might be even helpful to write some of these things down or to journal about it, create some lists. Uh, the first thing I want us to consider is what is our more? Right, what's your more? What is that thing that more that you are looking for, right? That you tell yourself, once I have it, then I'll be ready. Or then I'll serve, then I'll be generous. What's that, that more that you have put your trust in, that you think you need in life, right? In a sense, what is your razor blade and shaving cream? The thing that if you're honest, you'll look back on sometime and you'll laugh about or cringe over thinking, why did I think I needed that? Maybe it's money, maybe it's stuff, maybe it's stability in your career, right? Whatever it is, be honest about that. Consider what you're more and, and maybe it would be helpful, again, to write out a list of that, of the things that you know are just weighing you down, bogging you down, that you need to let go of and leave behind so that you can trust fully in the work and the sufficiency of Jesus. The second thing I want us to consider is why is it, and I, I've thought about this this week, why is it that the example and the witness of the poor is so powerful and so many lives have been changed by the example and witnesses of the poor, people like Mother Teresa, or, or people like the widow in the Bible who gave, uh, who gave everything she had, those two little mites. Why is their witness so powerful? And, and yet so often we follow the example of the rich. And how many lives do you know, meaningfully, spiritually, eternally, have been impacted by the witness and the example of, of the rich who collect and who store? And yet it's the rich that so often we model our lives after telling ourselves we need more and more and more. It's their traps that, that we have fallen into. Maybe we can consider the example of the poor and why it's so powerful 
and why it's so meaningful and how we can learn to live like them. And then the last thing I want us to consider is the most important of all. And and this one I really do think it is important. It could be really beneficial for you to write this down or or come up with a list. And and that is I want you to consider all that you have in Jesus. And and so maybe you you go home, if if you're not, and and, and you open your Bible and read through some of God's promises and, and do some reflecting on everything that is yours in Jesus because there is so much. Right? There is peace. In this chaotic world, Jesus has come, and through his death, but by defeating Satan and overcoming our sin, those greatest of enemies, we have peace with God now. Or maybe it's the joy that is yours in him. Maybe it's the the identity that you have. Maybe it's the love that that you've been looking for that just is, is abundantly there for you in Christ, right? Maybe it's the forgiveness because you walk around with this guilt and shame. It's there for you, dear friends. Because Jesus lived, because he died, because he rose, you have more than enough, certainly more than you deserve, always more than you need. So, so fix your eyes and look to Jesus and learn to trust in him, in his name.